That is the lovely women of Motown, the Supremes, is talking about. That song's called The Happening, and it's happening in D.C. today. The less glamorous nine Supreme Court justices will begin three days of oral arguments on the constitutionality of President Obama's health care overhaul. It's been two years now since the president signed that bill into law. It cleared Congress, you'll remember, without a single Republican vote. And it's obviously been a divisive issue here at home. It's drawn international attention. And people are lined up. They have been lined up outside the Supreme Court building in Washington since Friday, hoping to get a chance to see the proceedings today. Here's Paul Adams with our partner, the BBC. They've been lining up since Friday night under leaden, drizzly skies, showing the kind of passion usually reserved for a great sporting occasion or a legendary rock band or the latest gadget from Apple. But for Monica Heyman, it's way better than that. (laughs) I've been waiting here since Friday at 7 (laughs) o'clock. It's been a rainy, cold couple of days. We're sticking it out. This is much cooler than an iPad. (laughs) This is historic. The Supreme Court, looming large behind Monica, is an intellectual temple. Over the next three days, the justices will hear six hours of complex legal argument. But for Monica, this is a very personal business. My father died a year and a half ago from cancer, and if he had had health insurance and had been able to afford it, and if companies hadn't told him that they wouldn't insure him because of his previous conditions, then they might have been able to catch it earlier on. He wouldn't have had to pass away at a very early age of 60. But the opponents of what is now almost universally known as Obamacare are also here, in numbers, protesting and in some cases literally praying that the law is struck down. There's lots of talk here of freedom and conscience. I'm here trying to protect my freedoms, and I'm trying to protect the freedoms of my, you know, my families, my future children, if I run a business myself again. So that is the reason why I'm here. With the Obamacare, one of the things is called the Health and Human Services Mandate. With that, Obama has required religious institutions to pay for contraceptives, abortifacients, and different things that, um, as religious institutions, for example, the Catholic Church, we do not believe in those, but he's forcing us to pay for those, so it's going against our conscience. Tomorrow, for three days, the Supreme Court hears three days of oral arguments on the constitutionality of the president's health care legislation. The Reverend Patrick Mahoney, director of the Christian Defense Coalition, reminding people why this is such an important occasion, urging them to pray for the right outcome. And so guide this court. Let them rule in a way that will honor religious freedom, that will protect innocent children, and that will respect our constitution. That's Paul Adams there reporting for our partner at the BBC. Joining us now, a couple people waiting outside the Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C., Reverend Rob Schenck, president of the National Clergy Council. And, sir, you're waiting for the reasons we just heard, right, because of the contraceptive mandate? Well, it's a much broader than that. Uh, it's the implications of that mandate for every religious organization, every church-affiliated group in uh, the country. Uh, This is, in our estimation, an egregious violation of the separation of church and state. This is the federal government dictating to the consciences of religious people. So for us, it's a very, very broad, very big uh, and possibly dangerous 
outcome uh, of this initiative. Well, that sounds important enough to wait outside. Uh, Kathy McClure, trial lawyer from Atlanta, Georgia, why would you want to wait outside for how long have you been there? I've been here since Friday uh, afternoon at 2. I'm here because I have two chronically ill young adult children. I have a son with diabetes and a daughter with epilepsy. So they're uninsurable in the private insurance market and face a lifetime of uh, struggles with keeping and affording insurance and, and the care that they need. So with the Affordable Care Act in 2014, they would enjoy the benefits of uh, the requirement of the law that insurance company uh, actually insures sick people, uh, no matter their pre-existing conditions, and also the, the requirement that insurance companies are prohibited from charging people like my children more uh, just because they're sick. So this sounds like it's not even a philosophical argument for you. As of two years from now, your children could get health care if, if this law is not struck down. Right. And, and so right now they're, uh, you know, as with most people in America, or, or we get our insurance usually through our employers. So they're able to, to keep covered so long as they're in a group uh, employment. Uh, employer-sponsored plan, but they're one job away basically from being uninsurable. And they both have, my son in particular with diabetes has a very expensive disease. Uh, You know, to stay healthy, you you have to have a pump and insulin and test strips, et cetera. And and so uh, coverage is, is really key to his you know, financial survival. Right, of course. Kathy McClure, a trial lawyer from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's go back to Reverend Rob Shank, who's president of the National Clergy Council. So, Rob, how long have you been waiting? Well, uh, I've been on and off. Frankly, I had a lot of help. I had volunteers, staff. Uh, we had other people who came forward to help us secure our places in line. So I must admit I am not as hardy as your other guest here. And uh, I got I was pretty soft. I was in and out over the last few days, but did not have to pay the punishing price of sleeping on a sidewalk. Yeah, and it's been called out. Let me just ask you, if they were to remove that mandate that you have objections to, would you still uh, oppose this uh, over- health care overhaul? Oh, no, no. In fact, uh, in our organization, we have people who are very supportive of any action that provides the kind of health care this bill uh, attempts to provide. I'm not sure it's successful in doing that. We'll leave that up to experts in other fields. For us, it's the very serious moral, ethical, and religious freedom issues that are at stake. So we're keeping focused on that, but uh, I certainly want to see individuals who do not have access to health care to have that in the most effective way we can deliver it. I'm not sure this bill does that. And that individual mandate will be addressed over the next three days during these oral arguments. Reverend Rob Schenk, president of the National Clergy Council and network of pastors and denominational leaders, and Kathy McClure, a trial lawyer in Atlanta, Georgia. Both of them waiting outside the Supreme Court building today. Good luck getting in, guys. This is Ira Flato, host of Science Friday. For over 30 years, the Science Friday team has been reporting high-quality science and technology news, making science fun for curious people by covering everything from the outer reaches of space to the rapidly changing world of AI to the tiniest microbes in our bodies. 
Audiences trust our show because they know we're driven by a mission to inform and serve listeners first and foremost with important news they won't get anywhere else. And our sponsors benefit from that halo effect. For more information on becoming a sponsor, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org. 